What's going on, everybody? Uh, you're listening to That Showbiz Baby, a movie podcast about entertainment. My name is Jack Hounds, and I'm a sexy gazelle. My name and, is Garrett Davis, and, and I know everything about the Oscars. Yeah, now Garrett Davis is a piece of shit co-host, and it's <laughs> and he doesn't pull his weight, and he just see now I'm, I'm to, getting confused. Are you insulting me? You need to. I <laughs> don't you know. Are you insulting yourself? I mean, self Jack Counts, Are you insulting me, Garrett no, Davis? I Jack, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Jack. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm yeah. excited to get to talk about some movies because we just saw Joke. We have a lot And to talk about. we have El Camino on the horizon. Hell yeah, baby. There's a lot that's been going on in the entertainment industry recently. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of fun things to talk about. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff to talk about. Can't wait. Okay, I'm gonna I've been holding off on our surprise for a little bit. It's not I've been building it up mm-hmm. a little bit. I should have given it to you like sooner. Because mm-hmm. now I kinda feel like a piece of shit for giving it to You're you right a piece now. Of shit. I don't know, but I felt like it'd be fun. Saved it for a I'm, little, I'm, a little... I'm 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 excited. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm very anxious. I saw it and I was like, oh, I I thought that this might be fine. I don't know like where you could use it. It's a note card. But yeah, no, I've It's not. There's a lot of things in here. I got you an enamel (sighs) pin. Oh my god. This is from The Aquatic Life of Steve Zizou. I saw it on Etsy. It's a little like Bill Murray esque little pin. Right? I think it's an enamel pin. Enamel pin. And it's got like a little, like the little red beanie, the white yeah. beard, and the blue shirt. Yeah, man. Aww, I'm going to give lo- him a hug. I love you so much. Aww. Oh, podcast hugs. I'm going to eventually go to my mom's. <laughs> Get the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about yeah, our bad movies. motherfucker wallet. Uh, I think it's, I think I got Dude, it. Mine is. The same place both times. It's called. Did you really? I think it's called bmfwallets.com. Dude. <laughs> like, it's just a website. No other place Dedicated for it. to that. No other place for I it. I think you could buy them like lots of places on the internet. I'm like, that place is committed enough to have their website be called BMF. bmfwallets.com. Do like, they sell other things? I don't... Well, they might sell Bad Motherfucker, like, <laughs> on, like, a keychain, too. I think it's pretty yeah. much wallets. Pretty ballsy to just base your economy <laughs> around wallets... Of one variety. Yes. You know? Yeah. I'm all here for that. I mean, I'll buy one. I buy one, like, wouldn't you get this for me, like, in high school? I think I got it for you in high school, and I got you another one, like, a long time ago. Like, and yeah. it's been just sitting at my mom's house for a very long time. <sighs> That's so I, sweet. I, I had to get some for you. Hand to God, so I will get it before we do our next episode yeah. next week. Of course. Yes. Do you know what I think about all the time with this wallet, though? Which, like, Pulp Fiction, or? No, I do. Okay. I never think about Pulp Fiction, I think, with this wallet, <laughs> until someone mentions it. Because I was at a music festival, mm-hmm. I had the worst diarrhea, and like, <laughs> like it was horrible. Like the EDM, uh-huh. they, it was like the it was like a center of the universe thing in high school, right. and like the EDM concert people came out, and they were like jump, 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 and I was like, oh, I'm gonna bust. <laughs> so <laughs> I ran over to a porta potty. It was not good, dude. <laughs> And like I didn't even make it. Like oh I got God. on the walls. Like it was oh, crazy. No. It was. I mean, got a new paint. The job. Pants go down, but before you finish sitting, dude, it was horrible. <laughs> and um, TMI. But so I left, and now I'm walking back to the hotel, and I'm still. I'm like I'm. I'm weak. Like I'm, my body is weak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, where's my wallet? And I look around. Oh no! It's on my pants. I run back to the porta potty, and I open it up, and someone just blatantly taking a shit where I just did and I'm like sorry and it, my wallet was laying right between their legs oh. I think they were drunk I go goodbye <laughs> I just ran away so I think about this was on the floor of, of that porta potty a shitty porta potty yeah. I think about it every time I touch it <laughs> cleaned it clean one soon cleaned clean it thoroughly I cleaned that thoroughly I don't think it did the job I think there's you just think it's still in there yeah, just a little bit it's gross cool it's well gross. Yeah, this is a movie podcast <laughs> it's a movie podcast no matter podcast. how many times hairstyles and diarrhea come up yeah this is a movie podcast yeah yeah don't worry don't worry don't worry um well i mean i I think everybody's pretty excited about the whole marvel sony thing right Mm. i was getting very concerned that they hadn't really reached something yet people kept telling me like it's spider-man they're gonna work out a deal it's spider-man they're gonna work out a deal and now that they have worked out the Mm. deal right which is like you know to the people who were saying that like they were like of course they're gonna work it out everything says like the deal was dead like for sure right dead it was not going to get sorted out mm. until Tom Holland came, like, basically to his parents. Like, Mama, Papa, 
um, and kind of was like just kind of like the child trying to like bring them back together. And he, you know, he yeah. he did try to like use some of his own clout during it, yeah. right? Like oh, he was kind of like like you want me to keep being Spider Man, like both of you, you're gonna work together. And they finally worked out a deal that was slightly better for Disney than it was before, but still overall preferable for Sony, but an upgrade for mm-hmm. Disney. And they fixed it up, and he's uh, gonna have some more movies again, mm-hmm. which is good. I read that he basically went to Sony and was like, hey, if you don't strike a deal, like, I'm not going to do your, your movies. Yes. Your, your Uncharted movie. Yeah. Oh, his, their Uncharted movie. It I, was beyond just playing Spider-Man. He, oh, yeah. He was gotcha. he was using his other movies as collateral. And he right. was like, yo, I'm going to drop out of these and you're going to be up shit creek. <laughs> Shit's creek. Um, but yeah, Tom Holland, serious clout. Thought he was 13. <laughs> Yes, he's, he's one year younger than us, I think. I think he's 23 or 24. No, he's not. I think he's, Is he? I think he's 23 or 24. What? Yeah. He looks yep. like a little baby boy. He looks so young. He that just shaved his head, too, now. Maybe he looks a little more like Eminem. Oh, looks yeah. a little older. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I want to circle back to Harry Styles. He didn't really get a bowl <laughs> cut, but he spoofed it up a little bit. It looks a lot better. Oh, good. Guy from good Stranger Things looks like shit. Why does he do that? To I don't know. Nonetheless, <laughs> all right, we, let's, I think we're pretty caught up on what's like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on in new. Yeah. Um, something else that's uh, coming out that we haven't touched on yet on purpose, because we have uh, some top five for that, oh, is oh, oh. El Camino comes out oh. very soon. Just went from six to midnight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm that just movie so looks excited. incredibly good. And I've been re-watching mm-hmm. a bit of Breaking Bad, kind of in preparation for the movie, kind of in preparation for doing this top five, and kind yeah. of just because like, there's so many iconic moments from that TV show that's stick with you. I think it's the best TV show of all time. Hands down. I would probably agree with you. Come at me. Throw hands. (laughs) It's very good. I I will post a picture of my fists on Craigslist if you want to come get these hands. (laughs) Come get... These hands. Because I think Breaking Bad is the best <laughs> TV show of all time. I really do. There's I don't think that's like a, even a hot take. I think it's very good. Yeah. I, I haven't seen... So until I rewatched the show, I hadn't seen this show in years. I haven't um, seen some of the episodes. I think I skipped around. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> But some of these moments, like, stick with you. I, I can visualize moments from that TV show. Yeah. And there are shows that I've seen before, like, where I remember what happens. Yeah. I can't, like, vividly remember any one moment, right? I was, I watched it with my lady, Haley uh, May. Shout out, baby. And <laughs> I kept, we we were we would watch it, and she'd be like, what's going to happen next? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. Like, yeah. I don't remember specifically what happened. Because I watched this, like, I remember in high school, AMC, when it was still on AMC, they had, like, a re a, like a marathon of it, mm-hmm. but for some goddamn reason they would only run this marathon at like from two a.m. to five a.m. <laughs> so one of the reasons I quit cross country was I kept staying up till two a.m. to five a.m. watching Breaking Bad because <laughs> I was just like glued, like I could not get enough of it. So like that's where I started watching it. Yeah, and I emailed Crines and I was like, "Hey, baby, quit cross country. I gotta go with Cranston." Uh, for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> for those reasons, I am. I shark tanked him hardcore. <laughs> Didn't even go into his office. Just him. Sending in the email. <laughs> oh my god! I'm telling you, email. For all of you listening, oh, no. I quit cross country with an email. <laughs> when I had the coach's phone number and we texted regularly. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, "That's this is gonna lead to a phone call. I'm not gonna text him, email him, bada boom, bada bing. I'm out of there." You know? Yeah. So. Did not lead to a phone call. Did not lead to a phone call. He was probably a little bit salty. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, let's get into the top five Breaking Bad episodes of all time, in our opinion. Jack, start with your top five. All right. Well, I'm an intellectual, as (laughs) anyone listening to this uh, knows. You're pretty smart. as an intellectual... Uh, my number five is going to go to the fly episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly kidding. I, I, I do. I think people make fun of that episode a lot though. Yeah. Um, because it's so, I don't know. It's pretty different from mm-hmm. like, it has like a lot of the similar like tension to it, but it's like about him, like trying to kill a fly in the meth lab under mm-hmm. the laundromat. I think it's really well done because I really like it. <laughs> they, they util- well, they utilize one space and they tell so much of the story within that one space. Yeah. And it's almost kind of cathartic for Brian Cranston or, or you know, Walt, because he's ha- he's kind of been forced by Jesse to mm-hmm. tell all these truths and he doesn't necessarily go all the way. And you think in that moment, all of all of what kind of he's worked for could come crumbling down um, with 
with Jesse finding out that he watched Jane die. Yeah. Because he almost says it. He almost does, yeah. Also, in that episode, I thought he was going to yank out the ladder and hurt Jesse for some reason. I think think it's just part of, like, the tension, right? It is so good, though. It's so well done. Yeah. And then flies keep appearing within the series. Like, when I I specifically remember in season five, Mm -hmm. where him, Mike, and Jesse are kind of running that operation... He has pictures of flies like all over the wall. And I think that's he has pictures of flies in his apartment too. So it's like a cerebral kind of a fascination with it. Yeah. Interesting. He, and I think I read something on it like in high school. Wow. I See, okay. So I, I, I more of just liked the episode itself, but I didn't even realize that it kinda had stretch like some reach to it to these other yeah. like moments of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool episode. Yeah. Um that's my number five. Yeah. My number five is the pilot. Um, I think it's a good number five. I think the pilots one Just starting out with people, him in his underwear and a gas mask. <laughs> yeah, I think people don't like the first season, mm-hmm. and I take offense to that. I think the first season, it's yeah, it's a little slow, but it is. I mean, it ju- it just really builds such a strong base. Yeah. I think for, it speaks to how good the pilot is that people stick out the first season despite it being kind of slow. Yeah. Just because of like the setup, like right? That, that it's setup like, is like, so good. And then they kind of go back to that every episode, right? You see more things happen mm-hmm. from the end of the show, and you're kind of like, "How do you even get there?" Right? Yeah. Like, and but the show never rushes it, right? It's not like people just go crazy, duh. And then right. like this is gonna happen, and that that's how we got there, right? It's like very slow burn, right? Yeah, like yeah. as he descends to these things happening that you see in episode mm-hmm. one and little clips mm-hmm. at the start of episodes. Um, throughout the show. And I know between you and me, this is the only episode on our top five that it's that is in from, or from season one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you a little factoid about season one. It was originally going to be about 13, 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. But because of the writer's strike in like 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, Vince Gilligan cut it short. So he cut it short, but he was going to kill off Jesse into season Whoa. one. And I think either Walt was going to do it or have take a turn in at the very end of the season and become Heisenberg, like, from season four. Whoa. Like, he was going to jump so far. Like, well, yeah, like, that makes way too big of a character And jump. that's what I was just saying they, I'm glad they didn't do, right? Right. It's just like, bam, snap, you're crazy. Like, not literally crazy, right? But you're a sociopath, right? Yes. Like, just in a moment. Yeah. Um, but it's it's what, it's the, the show's slow and you see these little things happen that kind of, like, mm-hmm. add, additively become... Heisenberg later on. Yeah. That's like so cool. It's good number five. Yeah. So my number four from seasons two, it's not very like highly rated on like some of the tier lists of episodes I've seen, but I really, really like it. It's called Four Days Out. It's the one where they, Walt thinks he's going to die. He tells Jesse, hey, uh, this one ingredient key to making meth uh, expires and it's going to go bad soon. So we need to make one big batch. And I'll, t- and I'll, I'll he... talk about this with you because it's my number three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and so they... He, he takes them out there. They take the RV. They go way out into the middle of the desert. He lies about taking a little trip um, to his wife and family. Um, they, like, pack their bags. They put, like, 10 gallons of water in a jug, and they just spend, like, two days making meth in an RV mm-hmm. out in the desert. Um, Walt kind of, like, gets mad at Jesse for putting his keys on the workstation. He sticks them in the ignition. Somehow that, like, gets the battery draining, and they end up stuck there. And they spend the next, like two-thirds to half the episode range a third sorry half to two-thirds of the episode um just stuck in the desert like trying Mm -hmm. to figure something out and like watching jesse mess up and walt kind of like contemplate that this very well might be the end of his life right because he's dying and he's stuck in this desert and him kind of like giving up right Mm -hmm. it's just so intense to watch even though it's not it's not as like dramatic as some of the other like sticky situations they get into in the show right but they're just like they just run out of battery in the middle of the desert when they were cooking meth in the RV. They call Pete and he can't find them. Like, he's like, just such a he's horrible like, He's like, okay, moment. yeah, you cross the river. And then Walt's like, wait, what river? And he's like, wait, yeah, yeah, Pete, what river? And then the phone just dies. Oh. Um, and it's just like horrible moment after horrible moment. They can't get out. And then they like, he kind of comes in as a science teacher to Jesse at the end. Yeah. Teaching him how to make a battery out of like metal and like graphite and sponges soaked in some science bullshit he thinks that he's they're at the workstation and he's like now what element <laughs> what element uh huh and he's dangling a copper wire in his face and jesse's like oh 
liar. But watching them do that was just like a very like kind of like science teacher and student, like father and son little moment at the end. And watching Walt like behave that way as like he does in the show yeah. is just really interesting. It's gra- It's super gratifying. Do you, do you think that those things that he made like would actually work or practical? The battery he made? Yeah. I don't know I enough think, about I think science. It's, I think it's reaching, but we don't know enough. We're not on his level, so we're like, yeah, we suspend our reality, and we're like, yeah, that probably works. Yeah, it's but like, yeah. oh, galvanized metal, of course. Oh, ga- yeah. oh galvanized metal. Galvanized metal, yeah. Oh, what did I think of that? It's in pennies and yeah. uh, nuts and bolts. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Lots of galvanized metal. And then, you know, like him getting in the seat and starting the engine for a little bit, and then it starts and it dies. Yeah, and they spend forever cranking the... Well, and then you just... Too. I think that's also the moment where Jesse's like, oh, man, this guy's really going to die. Yeah. And at the very end, you have that sweet moment, which is also really gratifying, where Jesse's like about to pull off. Then doesn't Walt say, like, I hope he get this money to my family or something, like if I die or something. Well, like, so he he thinks at that moment that he's he's been coughing a lot lately, and he started and that, um, while he was out there, he started coughing up blood. Right. So he thinks I'm toast, right. right? And I actually really thought this was interesting about the show too. Sort of the implication it had for things. He almost the implication. He almost <laughs> seemed like he just wanted to die after making all that meth. Right. right. He was like, I die now. Jesse sells this, makes six hundred seventy five thousand dollars as my cut. That goes to my family, and. It doesn't matter, and like, well, you know, we'll make sure that it gets laundered or whatever, right? And it's like, and it doesn't matter that I'm dead, even if someone finds out it's like drug money down the line or something crazy, right? Like, that's on me. It's not on my family, and I'm already dead, right? Yeah. And I, and I kind of look like a hero, right? Like, yeah, I made drugs, but like, I did it for my family right before I died. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like his out, and he almost seems like he's hoping for that, mm-hmm. and then he finds out that the coughing is unrelated to his cancer, and mm-hmm. his cancer is like in in insane remission yeah and that's and he he doesn't even seem excited when he first hears it yeah and that plays into me thinking like that's part of why he seemed so like gentle when they were out there making all that math he was just kind of like he's he's in like he's accepted everything yeah he's like i'm gonna die my family's gonna be taken care of this is almost a million dollars that i get to go out and i get to provide them he can finally kind of relax. What's your number four? My number over f- to you. Okay, my and number four. And I'll do four. my number three after that. My number four was, I'll tell you what it is, what it was originally before I walked in the door. Okay. <laughs> so, number four, I was going to say Dead Freight, which is season five, and they're stealing the methylamine from the train. It's a good episode. It's a great episode. I'm moving that to honorable mentions. Get out of here, bitch. So, <laughs> um, my number Three, right? Or n- your number three four was three, that episode. Number three was that episode. Yes. Number four is uh, cornered. Cornered. And a lot of people, I think this is end of season three or no, beginning season four, episode six. Okay. I know that because I just looked it up. I don't know that off the top <laughs> of my head. I swear to God, I'm not psychopathic. But um, <laughs> so this in this episode, um, it kind of comes on the heels of uh, Gail's death. Nope. No, Gail died in season three, right? Yeah, into season three. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. So it comes around the heels of Gail's death, um, and that's what uh, Skylar and Walt get into a huge argument about. Mm-hmm. Um, Skylar's like, "Hey, you know, uh, y- you don't know who's gonna come knocking at the door. Uh, the you know the next couple of days or weeks. Like we're constantly living in fear. Um, this is horrible." And Brian Cranston says probably the line that defines the second half of the series. Like, I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. Yes. And Ugh. screams that. I mean, tw- I mean, just so well written, so well acted. I mean, you can't ask for like better television than that. It's so good. Also, what people forget about, he buys the car wash in that episode, mm-hmm. which I love. The car wash is a great money laundering thing. It's a great money laundering thing. But it's also just a great little story in itself. Well, there's all these great moments in like this episode. Like, he, he buys the car wash, Bogdan's walking out. And is about to take the first dollar he uh, got at the car wash. And Brian Cranston goes, Bogdan, leave it as it is. And Bogdan <laughs> walks out. He breaks the picture frame that the dollar was in. Goes to the uh, machine and just spins, or goes to the Coke machine and, and spins, spins it on his Yeah. Like, it's just ruthless. Skylar goes to the Four Corners Monument, flips a coin whether she should leave New Mexico or go to, like, Colorado or Texas yeah. or whatever, lands on a different state, and she takes her foot and slides it over back to New Mexico because yep. she's like, I need to stay for my kids. I can't escape this. Um, and that decision, you know, ultimately, like, ends up haunting her, of course. Yeah. Um, and then another line in this that's so looked over 
she starts making deal. I can't remember what she's doing. She's like making deals with Saul or something, or she's really she's trying to like send the kids away. Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston's like, "Why are you doing this?" And she just says, "I have to protect my family." from the man who protects this family. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. Like this, it's, so it's a crazy episode and I feel like tensions really start to flare and I feel like it really starts to amp up into uh, the fifth and final season. So that's yeah. my, that's my number four. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I did my four, which was your three. So yes. went back and did your four. So yeah. now we're doing my three. Do your three. Uh, my three is the episode that comes like right before Ozymandias. Yes. Um, but, which they really tie in to each other a lot, right? Like, I know that you, at least is on one point... Is Ozymandias... It's not on my list. Okay, it's on I actually... I, it's, I think I it's really, number two for me. <laughs> they're both cool. Ozymandias is my number six, if I had to pick yeah. a number six, probably. Um, but I like the episode that came before it, honestly, mm-hmm. more. I like seeing things, like, that are about to play out. Like, I like the tensions of it. When things do play out in the show, like, it's insane, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's very cool and really good television and very, like, momentous and impactful. But I really like the build-ups... Yeah. Almost, almost oh, more, right? Yeah. So this episode where like with all the phone calls where they're trying to play Walt and try to get him into the situations that result in the episode Ozymandias, which is just right. crazy, right? right? But I just I love like all the little like manipulations that are going on as they're mm-hmm. trying to play him, right? Because Jesse in this episode has he's like kind of started to find out all the things that Walt has done and he's like tired of all the stuff he's working with Hank now. Looks like, like shit. Yeah, he does. Looks horrible. And uh but man, just I don't know. I just love the like the build up and the running around town and like the trying to get him somewhere, trying to track mm-hmm, him, right? Mm-hmm. And like Walt being in this moment, like I, I have to fix this. Like I need, like Jesse needs, you know, like this. Like I need to do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like. I just him getting run around town, like I'm burning your money. Like I don't know. It's oh, just so... it's great. <laughs> it's like, there goes ten thousand up in flames. And he's like, Jesse, Jesse, like, stop it's, it. It's so yeah, it's so great. It's and, like, like the situation needs him, not Jesse needs him. Sorry, but like. He's like, I need to get here. Like, oh, I need to stop this. It's like, but he doesn't think that Jesse would even, like, do this turning on him in the sense of like working with Hank, though, right? Like, he's like, if I can get there, I can stop this. I don't know. So I just, I really like the build up. I really like that, like, yeah. Walt's kind of getting played, and I like wh- how it leads into what happens in the next episode. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's my number three. Okay, my number two. So I did number three. Number yeah. two is next episode, of Ozymandias. <laughs> And I think so good. Yeah, and it's it's really good. Um, I love the cliffhanger in the. I said that kind of okay. Cliff, yeah, cliffhanger. Well done. I've been working on it. <laughs> like sometimes on the car by myself, I'll just go like, hanger, hanger. Out of nowhere, it's completely silent. Now I listen to some music, but I also practice my silent G's. <laughs> anyway, um, I love Ozymandias because not only I mean like the shootout's cool, hang it shot. In the face. Oh, it's an intense episode. It's really intense. I think a, a couple moments I really like when Walt gives Jesse up and he's just like, I watched Jane die. You're like, man, you yeah. carried that the entire show, man. Yeah. What a moment to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I mean, it's great. And I mean, that's what destroys him. And I think that's a shift in character for Jesse as well. Yeah. Like, he knows he stops fighting. They put him in the car, and he just looks back. He I, he looks back at Walt. I think he realizes, like, man, this dude has been playing me this entire time. Yeah. And I haven't even known. Yeah. Which is so Well, sick. he started to find out so some of the sad. stuff Walt had been doing. A little doing. bit. A little bit, But yeah. then that was kind of like, yeah, at the end That's of like, that. Was that when, was it really so all... long ago. Yeah. Like, he fucked me over so long yeah. ago, you know? And then um, it's... Like, even the show is also really good at, like, putting comedic moments, you know, kind of intertwined with all this drama and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, when Walt's rolling the barrel, like, <laughs> down, and he's like, oh, God, and he, like, they shot his gas tank, and he's rolling the barrel across the desert full of money that they that the neo-Nazis left him. Yeah. And he comes, like, on that house, and he's like, senor, I'll give you a bundle of money for your truck. Like, it's just, I think that's really funny. <laughs> um, but then he goes, steals, steals his own kid. And the best moment for me is when he calls Skylar and he just kind of gets her out um, or unimplicates her. What did you What did you say earlier when we were talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Him? Kind of sort of like a plausible deniability sort of thing, right? Right. Like right. he kind of gets on the phone and says some things that... That are just like, you You tried to stop me and I beat you and I, I told like you I to win. shut the yeah. hell up and did, did this and did that. You had nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah. Just so giving her an out. But he's crying the entire time he's saying this. Yeah. Like, he knows But he that, has to say it in a way that, like, makes it believable. Yeah, right? yeah. but he just knows that everything's over. Mm-hmm. 
I think when Hank gets shot, he knows, oh, everything's everything's over. Yeah. Like, this is this is it. Yeah. So the, if, that phone call is kind of like the end of the family unit. It is. Yeah. It, that's the end of the family unit, and then Hank getting shot is the end of his empire. I think he just... Yeah. I mean, which is the whole Ozymandias thing. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. seen his empire basically crumble, so it's yeah. pretty poetic. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. With your... Wait, <laughs> where, where are we on? That was my number uh, that two. That was your number two. So my number two is up next, because we yes. got a flip-flop There you here. go. There yeah. you go. Uh, my number two is the episode where Gus dies. Cool. Um, I just think Hector's fun. I think, like, the phone calls, like, in, like, the town square. Like, not the town. I guess it's kind of a town square. What would you call it? Like, city block square, right? Like, there's yeah. the phone call. I don't know. Yeah. I just like the phone calls. I like that, like, they are they both kind of have their plans in motion, right? And they're mm. kind of, like, keeping touch. Because they both have big egos, for the most part. Gus, yeah. not, not near as bad as Walter. No. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. they both are kind of, like, have their things in the works. Oh, and yeah. And they're just kind of, like... It's building up and it's kind of ramping and you're kind of Ugh. learning more about each of their plans. Like, and then all of a sudden it kind of all comes to fruition when he explodes. This is... <laughs> and he walks yeah. out and tightens his... <laughs> this, and that's such a good moment. I mean, like, obviously that wouldn't happen in like, your life. <laughs> you'd be like, It's down. so cool. Yeah. yeah, you would die. You'd be dead. <laughs> um, do you think it's weird that they made him wear a green shirt in that episode? I guess I never really thought anything about it. I thought it was kind of weird. I thought it was distracting. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, why is he wearing a green shirt? It's just really throwing me off. And I'm just going to say, this is my number one. My number one Breaking Bad episode is Face Off, where mm-hmm. Gus dies. Um, and I, I, yeah, I love, like, the little tape over his nose. He's calling Skyler, and Skyler's like, are we in danger? And maybe my favorite line in, in the whole series, probably, where he just goes, I won. I, yeah. I mentioned that earlier, like, but I know that wasn't from that phone call. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I was just yeah. like, that's kind of like his, like, attitude, though. Yeah, it just, yeah, and he's like, cool, and like, now I can kind of be my own meth cook and stuff, and, yeah. you know, hopefully Jesse will do the business. Also, it's like, you love those moments where he's trying to be Jesse's dad. Like, you yes, just want that so bad. Do. And they shake hands, and I'm like, hug him. Like, <laughs> been through so much. Hug him, even though you just fucked him over about poisoning Brock. Just fucking hug God, him. God, yeah, the poisoning of the family. Whew. Best shot with the camera swooping in to see the lily of the valley. Yes. In, the, in his yes. backyard. Yep. Oh, you're like, wow. He basically set all of that up just so Gus could die, and he could take over. So yeah, and he, needed, he needed Jesse's support. You know, so he yeah. kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, guess what? Gus poisoned. The Gus did this. Like, the sh- who would have done it? It had to be Gus. Yeah. I think the, for me, the show is like, it's so well, good. Well, he turned that in to get yeah. support. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's all these moments that kind of build up and add up to this kind of intangible sum of you not being able to like Walter White anymore. Yeah. And that's such like a huge tipping point, I think for me, where you're just like, this guy is just really hard to like right now. Like, really hard. And then as season five goes on, you're like, yeah, like, there's no way, like, you can... I mean, you're still kind of rooting for him in a way. You are. You but are you can't, still rooting you for can't, him in a way. You just can't like him anymore. Of course. Which is just, like, a yeah. bummer. You know? I felt really sad when like I was like... you had a lot of cool moments and I done some like, cool things for your family, but you've done a lot of shitty things. Oh, yeah, I just... I just... I don't know. It was, yeah. Uh, so... What is your number one? Uh, my number one is Full Measure. Yeah. Which is an episode, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same episode where Jesse kills Gale because Gale, like, cracks the formula, right, that Walt uses, essentially. Like, he's been cooking, right? Yeah, yeah. I know we were questioning this earlier, but I'm pretty... I, I thought it was the same episode. It probably is. We'll look it up. We can like, look it up. Yeah. But I, I just... Well, even if it's not in the same episode, yeah. I really like that it... Like, that moment kind of parallels it, right? Like, he lets her die, like, for the good of, like, Jesse and, like, the business or whatever, right? Right. And later, whenever it happens, uh, Jesse has to kill Gale because if Gale figures out how they make the meth, then Gus will kill them both. Right. Um, And he ends up killing Gale, Jesse does, Mm -hmm. to preserve that, like, preserve what's going on for them. And he's, like, less innocent than Jane was, right? Less, and meant less to Walt than Jane meant to Jesse, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this whole situation is, like, way more justified for him to kill Gale in, like, some sort of self-defense. Right. But he still feels just mortified and, like, guilt-ridden by it. Oh, yeah. And, uh... And that's just kind of, like, showing, like, the difference between them, I think. Like, they both find themselves in, like, a very similar situation, and they both... A similar situation, but, like, in Jesse's case, it way favors killing the guy, and he still feels way worse yeah. than Walt does. Well, cool. That was that, That's our top five. Yeah, that's our top five. So, we, and the, the reason we, like, talked so much about this, right, like, 
is just because El Camino's coming up, so we want to kind of refresh people on some, it comes of, the, out, it some com- of our what we think are the better episodes. Yeah, so. for sure. If you if you're just getting in a quick binge and if you just want to like want to revisit like some of yeah. the some of the awesome episodes just to see um what Jesse does next. I'm pumped. I'm dude. pretty excited. I brought uh, Brian Cranston posted on Instagram and he was like Jesse or Jesse Aaron Paul <laughs> killed it in El Camino. I saw it last night with him and Vince Gilligan. It's so good. So damn, I'm excited ho- to see ho- it. Hopefully, it's really good. The trailer was fantastic. Didn't really tell us a lot. Mm-hmm. All we it know doesn't tell us a lot. We don't see a lot of other people in it besides which him. which I like. And I think they've done such a good marketing job of it. Like all we know is Aaron Paul's in it, Badger Skinny Peter in it, Mike's in it for some some reason, <laughs> and then Joe. The guy that operates the junkyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. He's in it? Yeah. Interesting. They released a short trailer. That's tra- where he kept their RV for a while, right? They, Yeah, they released their short a short trailer where he just has his feet up, and he gets a phone call from Jesse. And he goes, hello, this is Joe. And then it's silent. He goes, yeah, I know who this is. It's kind of hard not to know who this is. And then that's, that's the teaser. So I think it's going to be really good. It comes out October 11th. On Netflix, I guess. Yeah. Right. I think so. Cool. Releases in select theaters just so it can win some awards. I know it's playing at Harkins at like seven on Friday. Because people were like, okay, so like, let's put, let's make sure that everybody knows that you can only win, you know, big prestigious movie awards if your movie was in theaters. So then what Netflix and other people who are making online movies um, started to do was, all right, we're going to release our movie in like five theaters. Yeah. And then we can say it was released in theaters and then we it can be eligible for awards. Well, some of these movies, like kind of like The Irishman, they're uh-huh. like trying to do limited releases in theaters. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to make deals with theaters where you have to, you know, like block out like two or three theaters to... Are you saying it's just like a lot of logistics? Yeah, it's a lot of logistics that doesn't really make a ton of money it, for it, these theaters. It doesn't make a ton of money for the theater because as a part of your company, you're releasing your content on your platform. So they don't want to uh, do it, yeah. Yeah, so nobody wants that movie in their theater because everyone can watch it at the same exact moment it came out on their own streaming device, right? Yeah. Like, and, and, the com- and Netflix themselves, that's a whole lot of logistics and money that they have to put into it and it won't get them that, that much money either from the, like, from the ticket sales because... Yeah. I mean, like, would you pay, like, $10 to go see a movie that you didn't think was worth seeing on the big screen when you no. could just watch it for your Netflix for subscription, Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Stupid. there's... Yeah, so there's not really much reason in their business models to do that. Right. But they do put it in a few select theaters just kind of as, like, an invitational come see the big right. reveal of our big movie on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think it's award-worthy. That's why we're putting yeah. it out here. So it's I, eligible. Speaking of The Irishman, really quick, I have... It premiered at the New York Film Festival last weekend mm-hmm. i think this past weekend or maybe longer i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know but um it got really good reviews and people were like it's three and a half hours long but it's like martin scorsese's masterpiece so and they had a deal in a lot of theaters to run it for like a limited release kind of like for a month yeah. but it just fell through ah. so they're just doing like netflix in november like yeah. late late november gotcha. so but they yeah, might, they might still do it at a couple of theaters just for award eligibility right uh they probably well like i and when i say that i literally mean like they put it like for like a weekend in yeah. a couple of theaters they'll and probably, i mean a couple yeah they'll probably do that yeah i, I think i, I think do. that's the only way that they can be eligible for certain awards definitely is to in, have premiered in a, in a theater definitely in la yeah i think yeah. they'll probably change the rules like coming up here in a few years yeah. but i mean even yeah. even if they do change the rules it is kind of i think it's just more of a party right it's like right. we did it we made the movie come see it at this big nice theater yeah everyone shows up who's like important or has an invitation mm-hmm. they watch the movie like when it comes out right mm-hmm. and then it also makes them eligible for awards yeah i think yeah. it's kind of a party yeah it's a it's a big party yeah they do speaking of martin scorsese i you brought up martin scorsese and that made me think of joker because yeah. joker um, plays a lot on uh, this old movie, The King of Comedy. If you haven't seen it, it's a Robert De Niro movie, and it's basically the reason that he's in The Joker um, yeah. as well, um, because they share a lot of similar like elements and themes. Um, and sorry, sorry. So that kind of made yeah. me think of Joker. No, I also thought, and we'll yeah, we can get into Joker. I thought that um, he, Todd Phillips, the director who directed The Hangover, War Dogs, um, you know, has directed a lot of those movies. He took a lot of he. I mean, it's basically an homage. I feel like to Martin Scorsese, just the movie. Yes, yeah. um, and it, I think so. There's, uh, I I've only I only remembered a little bit of this storyline from DC Comics from like 1988 uh, called The Killing Joke. 
mm-hmm. which kind of went into uh, it was basically an attempt at a possible yeah. uh, Joker origin story, mm-hmm. um, and it's considered canon. But it's also considered to be like you don't know if it's true, right? Like it's right. it's canon that you don't know it's true, mm-hmm. but like it's a canon storyline, right? Um, and it was like a big deal back then, and it's actually what started the trend of comics like trying to be dark and gritty, right? Like it was basically oh, I didn't know that. yeah, uh, comics before that. The the guy that actually wrote the Killing Joke, um, kind of was like, man, I really don't like what happened to comics after I made this because they really started trending to be way more dark and gritty and just like right character dives into what makes someone psychotic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he was just like, before that, they were like way more like Batman punching a shark away from his foot on a helicopter. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were way more fun. And he's like, and I made this like a dark and gritty one, but people liked it so much that it kind of became the trend. And I, and I hated that. Which... I don't know. I mean, if people liked it so much and it became a trend, then shouldn't that be what you're doing anyway? Yeah. But it's beside the point. People want a balance, you know? Yeah. They want to see some of both of it. And he didn't like that it became so dark and gritty after that. What, um, what's your overall take on it? Like, what if you could rate it, like, 1 out of 10, what would you, what would you rate it? What would I rate it? Yeah. That's oh, really hard. I, have a hard. I have a hard score for it. I, 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 I don't want to give it, like, a 9, but I don't want to give it a 10. But it's like in that range. I like a like a seven point nine or an That's eight, fair. eight out of ten. I put it just really high. I just think that there's a lot of really cool things that they they did with it. Right. I think there's a lot of different ways you can look at it, and all of them, it's aren't just theories. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of them do come across as intentional. Yeah. Um. But there's so many at work, kind of at the same time. I mean, it, I mean, it's for sure kind of like a character study that you see in those like uh you know mid to late 70s movies like with taxi driver yeah um with raging bull from 1980 mm-hmm. um you know just two you know other scorsese flicks but i think it's you know really interesting i mean walking has to be a lock to be at least nominated for an oscar for it i really hope so like i feel like he I kept, is i kept in... leaning over to you and being like he is so good <laughs> in this i was he is dude. um and there is only one scene in the entire movie that he's not in. And the movie's like two hours long. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's in every single scene. What was your favorite scene? Do you, do you have a favorite scene? Mm, I think when he's... Uh, spoilers ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think when he's um, on the Murray show, um, I think his little outburst at the end and Murray yelling at him, That's, Robert De Niro yeah. yelling at him, and him yelling back at Murray um, is telling about a lot of the things of the movie and I think it's just a really cool scene in general, them up there. And it also parallels with the scene from The Killing Joke where uh, the Joker... um, Actually, it's not from The Killing Joke. It's from a different storyline now that I think about it. But it parallels another scene from an old Joker comic Mm -hmm. where he kills the guest on a show with the... You know how they always have a mug on the table? He grabs it, shatters it, and cuts the guy's throat with it. Oh, wow. And then he kills the entire studio audience. Oh, wow. Um... (laughs) And uh, and it's kind of parallel paralleling that scene a little bit, right? He's yeah. right there on the stage, um, and then but he takes the gun, he shoots the host um, right in front of the camera mm-hmm. after saying a couple lines that uh, aren't even all that profound, really. But everyone sort of gives them meaning in what's going on in the city, which we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it was more. There's a lot of randomness to him winding up in this situation, right? Like, right. he's projecting onto the city and, like, society, right? The system, quote-unquote, which yeah. they kind of mentioned too vaguely a lot. Right. And they project back onto him, too, right? Like, he's like, all these things are happening because of me, right? And he's like, these people are out here because of me. Like, like they, 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 they've noticed me. I exist mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time as him kind of thinking those things, right? Like, everyone else doesn't really know who he is for all the movie until he tells them that he was the one who did it at the very end. Um, there's a decent bit of it, like I think you mentioned before this, that a decent bit of it might actually even be Thomas Wayne's and Wayne Enterprises' fault yeah, well, for all of this. I, I feel like, you know, the entire movie is centered around Thomas Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. Which, when he was mentioned, I thought was a good tie-in to... Oh, yeah. It makes it... I, I mean... I, do you think there's going to be a sequel? No. I don't know. It's so it's made ninety six thousand thousand ninety six million dollars. I really think right now even DC could recognize that they shouldn't mess with it. Yeah, like yeah, they make some dumb dumb movie decisions, but they're finally on the up and up in their other superhero stuff. Yeah, Uh, I think 
I think they should just be happy with the Joker for what it is and not try to mess it up because I think it's really, really good. Oh, yeah, going back to Joker, I think, yes. yeah, it's it's crazy how all of this movie is tied to Thomas Wayne, who's barely in this. He has one scene with Joaquin Phoenix in the bathroom, and you, you're you constantly wondering, you know, is this Joker's real dad because, you know, there's this whole plot. Kind of leaves it open-ended, too. I think... A the, little bit. I think there's a chance that, like, or it leaves it open that his mom could have been... Like psycho like, or something, like, or no? I'm saying I think I think that it could be true, right? Off right. chance, it could be true that Wayne Enterprises covered it all up, right? They just told her that she was crazy, stuck yeah. her in a psych ward. Oh yeah, made up fake paperwork, right? Yeah, but it's more likely that it, he's not the son of Thomas Wayne. I think he is because of the picture. Okay, his, his... right. He does hold up the picture and it says T W on the back, which it's just like. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I well, I feel like the, I feel like the movie isn't that profound. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. I don't think so. It's either. not. I'm it, not trying to yeah. say. And so I don't think any of the things that are in it, I can dive too deep too deep into. Mm-hmm. Like because I was thinking like, oh, did she just write that on the back? And she just has this whole like kind of delusion set in front of her. Mm-hmm. Or um, she might. Yeah, Walking Phoenix's mom. Yeah, she might. But I don't think. I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to dig too deep in, into it. So I think he probably is, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I mean, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Like the dude's an asshole. And but I think what we were talking about before, um, that's super interesting, is that Joaquin Phoenix is so dependent upon other people. Yeah. Throughout this movie, like he wants Robert De Niro to be his dad in in kind of like a weird. Yeah, he's like reverie, he... like type of dreamlike yeah. thing. Um, and he wants Thomas Wayne to, you know, accept him and he wants his mom to love him. And then, and it's kind of like you're saying in that moment, um, in the bathroom where he's like, what is it with you people? Like, I just want some, like, like some like love and attention basically. He just wants validation. Yeah. That's, that's his entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, his freak out is just to your point in that bathroom. Yeah. He, he basically says it out loud that he's just like, I keep coming to people looking for some respect and everyone's just like, doesn't want anything to do with me. Right. I th- yeah, and then and then that kind of ties into you know why he's Batman's like arch nemesis because you know you were saying he can't he doesn't want to kill Batman he kind of keeps him alive and just keeps fucking with him but Batman won't kill him so he's like I have someone that will pay attention to me as long as he keeps doing these things Batman's gonna keep coming for him yeah. and he just wants to do things like on a grand crazy scale yeah. to one to just mess with Batman and show them that they're not so different. Right. Like he wants to be similar to him. Right. Kind of like how he wanted to be similar to like the host of the show. Right. He was like, he just kind of like, we're not so different. Right. Like, but he's mentally ill. Like he's crazy. Is it, are you referring to something when you say that, that, that the Joker wants to be like Batman? Yeah. No. When you say, when you said you're like, you're not so different. Cause that's a literal line from the dark Knight. Yeah. 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 No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you were referencing like the dark Knight in that. And I was like, Oh, good transition. No, but, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying like he, he that's but that even in comics and everything, like a, that's a lot of his like purpose, right? He's, right? he's like, we're not so different, Batman. Like we had tragedies and now we're fucked up. Like, yeah. and, uh, but no, and then that also is just the validation of it. Like, right. Like this guy will pay attention to me as long as I keep doing all this stuff, but he does want to be like the main villain for Batman. Do you think, I have two questions. Uh-huh. Do you think that this movie will be, will kind of stand the test of time? Like, do you think it'll be impactful on down the road like do you think people will talk I, about it like in like five years or ten years again I don't really think anything in this movie is like profound right yeah I think the movie is super interesting it's like really pays a lot of attention to detail of this character the Joker and like why he does what he does and how this these things happened and like how just everything was it, it really stays true to all these like different themes of the Joker, right? Like yeah. he's got this big element of chaos, right? And everything that happens in this movie is basically not even his doing, right? Right. He loses his medicine. He gets beat up on the train. His friend gives him a gun. He uses the gun to defend himself. The media picks up the story. Um, Thomas Wayne calls everyone clowns. Like, like all these things keep happening and yeah. he's not responsible for any of them. Right. He's just along for the ride. Right. And again, I don't think any of this movie is like really profound, right? I didn't watch yeah. this movie and think, this movie should cause mass shootings because I don't think a lot of it relates to any sort of like overarching thing. No, maybe yeah. like rich versus poor in the like in a little bit, but like yeah. I don't really think that he's like some symbol really, right? Because the movie just play, plays it out in a way that it's just random that he even gets to this yeah. point. Um, and then he kind of just like you know what? I'm crazy. I am the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like and 
I'm going to, you know, just punish people because people are assholes. Did you... Just kind of chaos and psychosis. Do you think... Did you think... And this is a triggering question. But did you think Joaquin Phoenix or Heath Ledger was better as the Joker? I think they're too different to compare, though. I do, too. I do, too. I think The Dark Knight is, like, amazing for what it is, like, as a movie and, like, and in terms of entertainment, right? I mean, yeah, they're so different. Like, watching, like, Batman and Joker, like, go at it and, yeah. like, the stunts and the plot and, like, the visuals. Like, mm-hmm. the whole movie is just insanely good. The production, the acting, I just think it's really good. Yeah. The Dark Knight is awesome. Yeah. Um, this movie, I think, was really cool. It's not as entertaining as The Dark Knight. Right. Right. Uh, but I think that there's just, like, a lot of cool themes from a character that's been done lots of times that people know a lot about. And it's just, like, a dive that kind of touches on almost all of it, right? Like, yeah. brings in some killing joke. Like, it brings in some Heath Ledger. Like, it brings in... It references all of them. It brings them all together for, like, what is the Joker? Mm-hmm. This is the Joker, right? Yeah. And I and I think it's really cool. It stands the test of time in that regard. And we talked about the ages a little bit because yeah. you you're like wait Bruce is just a kid and he looks so old in this movie how could he be the Joker to Bruce Wayne's Batman yeah and we we figured it out also kind of interesting Bruce Wayne is probably about eight in most comic things Bruce Wayne's eight when his parents die so mm-hmm. probably roughly eight and uh, the Joker was also roughly eight when his he got like rescued from the apartment for being abused and tied to a radiator by his mom and the boyfriend. It's Assuming another, that happened, yeah, it's another good parallel. Um, so it's like another parallel between them too. Um, but uh, not at the same time. Just not at the same time. Just to clarify, very yeah. Yeah. Um, but so so that and that was they said the documents of that incident were like thirty years ago. So he would be thirty eight in this movie, and Bruce Wayne would be eight, right? Yeah. So he's basically just thirty years older than Bruce. Yeah. So when Bruce is Batman in the in the mid twenties, like twenty five range, mm-hmm. right? That would put him at 55, which is definitely range to be a villain that's not, like, physically adept, right? Right. The Joker just runs around being crazy, just going on a random killing spree that's hard to predict because he's so random, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You don't know what he's going to do next, and that's why it's hard to get ahead of him and capture him once he's on a killing spree. I think that this movie is totally a vehicle for Joaquin Phoenix to potentially win an Oscar. I mean, I think that his performance, like, his laugh, he is, like, different types of his laugh like sometimes it's, i'm not gonna do it on the microphone because it probably won't pick it up but I've, been, I've got a decent impression of it in the yeah. works <laughs> oh it is like it would break you, the mic <laughs> it hurts. anytime you anytime he laughs like it really hurts i think oh, yeah you know and i mean he's like choking sometimes while he's oh. laughing and then um you know i mean he, joaquin phoenix ended up losing 52 pounds for this role and i think you leaned over to me while he was on the couch with his mom and his ribs were just sticking out and you're like, this is so tough to watch. And I'm like, I think it, for a lot of audiences, it kind of, it's dark and it's really, really tough, but that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. I think it's really, really fantastic. I've I've seen some reviews of this movie come out as like, Joker only exists as a foil to Batman. I don't think this movie holds up if there isn't Batman to compare him to. I think it totally holds up. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm sorry this yeah. isn't, like, a superhero movie. Like, it's not. Like, there's yes. only a villain, and he's not even a villain. Yeah. He kills six people in that movie. He kills yeah. the three people, two of them in self-defense, one kind of executing the guy as he ran away, yeah. right? Two of those kills were legal. Yeah. Um. You know, depending. <laughs> but, yeah. like, the third one, you know, was an execution definitely in the realm of maybe not so legal. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But he kills, like, two people in self-defense, kind of kills a third, just sort of cuz... Um, he kills that one guy who betrayed him after he had already like lost his identity and like was the like becoming like trying to figure mm-hmm. out who he was. And that guy just showed up to his house randomly. He didn't invite him there. He didn't plan on killing them. They were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we came over. We heard your mother die. Like, why is your face like painted white? Oh, I'm just celebrating." Like they're he was like, just like, okay. "Yeah." And uh, but if they never came by the house after his mom died. And the the guy that he killed kind of reveals that he came over for selfish reasons. Yeah. Too. Yeah. True. And then at that moment, he kills him. Um, he's just like, you suck too, right? Like, he's like, you're just, you're all so awful. That's mm-hmm. the word he keeps using. Is you're just awful to each other. Yeah. Um, and I just love that, like, when he's kind of breaking too, he kind of starts to get, like, a little more feminine to him too. Yeah. He just becomes really fluid. Yeah. Um, and he's just totally trying to figure out who he wants to be. Like, I, you know what I mean? Dude, just, does he kill his, kill his supposed girlfriend, which is a great, uh, storytelling device that they use? I don't think they kill her. I think he does. Because the siren's outside? But they go by the building. I watched it the first time, and I thought back to that. I came back to watch it again. I don't know. The, they definitely pass the building. Okay. The sirens when he's in there. She's. It's really interesting. She's in Atlanta as Donald Glover's girlfriend, and then 
Brian Henry Tyree, who was at Gotham. Oh, yeah. He's Paperboy in Atlanta. Ah. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um, I, th- I think that's... And then, yeah, he kills Murray, and then he kills the nurse at the end as well. Uh, let's see. Well, okay, that's questionable. I, he's walking around with in bloody, blood, bloody foot I think, it, I think it's pretty... But I it could just assume. be a little bit of like him like in his own little... Because he's dancing down the hall. Yeah. Or, I don't yeah. know. It could be a little bit of a... He probably killed her. But yeah, like, yeah. But, okay, not counting that one, he kills six people. I'm going to be interested to see what this does at the Oscars because... I love. I mean, the set design is incredible. Like costume design is amazing. Garrett kept asking me me about the stairs. I think the stairs that Todd Phillips uses. I mean, it may echo like Battleship Potemkin, which is you know like a kind of an older movie, but it's very influential. Um, I think that I, I I'm I don't know what this is gonna do with the Oscars because you know my boy Scott Feinberg. Shout out to Awards Chatter on Spotify, but um, he kind of came out with, with this report that's like a lot of Academy of Academy voters are like, should we ban this movie completely or give it every Oscar? Like, we just don't know. And I think that everyone's kind of leaning towards cinematography is fantastic, set design is fantastic, score is fantastic. Um, Joaquin Phoenix deserves an Oscar. Other than that, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, also, I think my... I, I, I want to talk about my favorite scene really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right after he kills the three business guys. Yeah. Which was a not nice. I really loved how they tied that into them working for Wayne yeah. Enterprises, yeah. and that's kind of starts yeah. the whole cycle and of Batman. I, and I think it also kind of partly ties into the what you said that Thomas Wayne might be responsible for more of what's going on. Than I think he's think. responsible for the whole well, whole. Movie. So this is yeah. 1980s, right? Yeah. So this is kind of an era where you might like see like you know one company just borderline dominating a whole city like yeah everyone who's rich in the city might be working for wayne enterprises Maybe, yeah for uh, sure. or at least a lot of them or companies that are tied especially to especially because new york city like gotham or whatever right, is yeah, so yeah. poor it's so yeah. poverty ridden yeah um well yeah my my favorite scene is when joaquin phoenix like kills his three guys then he runs to the bathroom so i watched todd phillips talk about this originally he runs into the bathroom right and Arthur looks in the mirror, can't believe, can't believe what he's done, washes his makeup off really quick, hides his gun, and is scared. So on the day of the set, on the day of the shot, Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips go in the bathroom. There's a crew of 250 people outside. And they just stay in the bathroom. And Joaquin Phoenix is like, I don't want to do this scene. And Tom Phillips is like, I kind of know what you mean. <laughs> and Joaquin's like, yeah, because... I don't think Arthur would hide anything. Like, I think this is kind of his emancipation a little bit. Like, this is his freedom. They stay in the bathroom for an hour, just them. Like, just pacing. Yeah. Like, what Like what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And Todd Phillips is like, hey, I have this score that this the composer sent over to me. Can I play it for you? And he goes, yeah. And he plays, and it's like the, it's like the cello with the violin. It's, mm-hmm. you know, really, like, haunting and really yeah. deep. yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix just started dancing. And Todd Phillips just watched him, and he just started, like, morphing t- into the song and stuff. And Todd Phillips goes, that's the scene. I'm bringing the crew in. Yeah. So, da- like, in the script, is just so fluid like that. And so I don't think it makes complete sense, but, like, I don't know. Like, the whole the whole thing is, you well, know, really a character like, study. And I really opinion. like the dancing. Though, it's all, because, I, like, that was, like, my favorite part. The dance, it's because so funny. He dances so a cool, lot in yeah. it, right? And the dancing, like... When he's, like, doing that little, like, hey. Like, when yeah. he first gets the gun, right? Yeah. That's when he first gets done. He kind of does that little dance in there. And it's, like, real clunky and awkward. Yeah. Then he kind of, after he kills those guys, he kind of does that dance. He kind of feels liberated. But he's still in that, like, this dark, shadowy bathroom, right? Yeah. But then as he, like, is, like, I'm the joke, Like, I'm the Joker, right? Yeah. He called me a Joker on TV. I'm going to paint my face as a Joker. Like, I'm the Joker. Yeah. And then he, like, does that. Then, like, right, you know, like, out in the middle of the day, sun's blaring. He's like coming down those stairs, awesome. and he's dancing out in the like in the open, right? Yeah. That's kind of him coming to terms with this is kind of maybe who he is, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's but he's still feeling like, all right, like this is who I am, and I'm gonna kill myself on that show. And then like it kind of that part even kind of spirals. Yeah. But I like that like he just kind of does it things on a whim. The movie's right? unpredictable. Like, yeah. It's unpredictable. That's for the sure. point. He's yeah. unpredictable. Did you? One last question. Were you scared in the theater? Okay, we so you get... said you were relieved when the movie ended, right? I was too. I thought we were going to get shot the so, entire time. So I was like kind of relieved, right? But yeah. I was actually, I think, the most tense right when the, the end screen came up. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, this is the part where the movie's over and somebody pulls the trigger. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I was like, oh, the end. Let's get out of here. Nope. No that one was what I felt the up. most stressed. Like, oh my God, thank God. This is so... Because, like, I guess if I were going to go to a, the theater and do something like that, I'd see the movie first. <laughs> I was sweaty the entire time. I thought the theater was hot, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm just nervous. Like, yeah, I, you I, realize I, you were nervous? I was like, oh, I'm super nervous that someone's going to... I think I thought that every time... Because, like, the violence in the movie is super, like, kind of sudden... And it's it's very intense. Every every kill so is like, very oh, impactful though, and yeah. I really I still don't think that the movie really glorifies violence so much, right? Like people no. like look at that scene at the end no. where he gets put up on like this cop car and everyone's kind of like yeah, um, but like that's just like this big awful riot, right? Like yeah. I don't know, I don't I don't think it really. And also, there's a huge question of did that even happen. <laughs> I, I mean, like but, you know, like, Chase like Chase is, Chase and I were talking about. Um, I think that it could glamorize like chaos a little bit and anarchy and could, you know, kind of that, bit, revo- like, that revolution idea of like throwing yeah. over the government. But I, I mean, in but hindsight, see, it's a movie. But that's the it's joke. a movie, right? Yeah, see, it's... so like maybe if if it does like glorify it at all, then just go watch a Batman movie next because it glorifies the opposite side. Go watch The Dark Knight Rises because yeah. that literally happens yes. in that movie. So <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Last last thoughts about it? Should they, should everyone go see it? I think people should go see it. I do too. I think it's super good. I think it's a movie where you either get it or you don't. Um, yeah. I feel like the people that don't like it are like, I don't get what the point of this movie is, or I don't understand the Joker at all going into this movie, so this movie seems dumb, or I don't see the point. Like, we just watched this guy go crazy for the whole time, but there wasn't really like a like an end of the story. Yeah. Right? But that's because it's the beginning of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely worth a, worth a see just because... I mean, it's... And Joaquin Phoenix is just insane. It's Joaquin's performance. It's his vehicle. It's yeah. I, I think it's a performance that we haven't seen from him or any anyone else, really. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see another performance like that all year. Um, I don't know... I just don't know if he's he's going to win, but he's the definite front runner right now. Yeah. I feel um, like if he doesn't win, it's more of a political thing than... Yeah. Uh, and I say that not in the sense that, like this movie in itself is super political, but I feel like people have really made it out yeah. to be something political. Even, I've even seen people harassing the movie because it plays. Uh, the, I think the song's called like "Rock and Roll Part 2. Gary Glitter. Bum, 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 bum. And apparently, they found out in like 2010 that he was a that guy's pedophile. a pedophile. He's pedo. Yeah. He diddles. Yeah. He diddles kids. They found out that in the 70s and 80s. Gary he, Glitter. Yeah. Gary Glitter. They oh, found out. Haley's this... family used to call me that. Oh God. Oh, I don't diddle. I don't diddle. We don't diddle, we kids. <laughs> we don't diddle, kids. Diddling's no good. Never do anyone younger than my daughter. Gotta be a big person. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't diddle. Yeah, uh, but no. So like, that's that's people have been harassing. Like, this movie's gonna earn Gary Glitter like n- you know tons of money and royalties. Like and that, like a how dare they? Like, that's... and I'm like, well, he's also in prison. So yeah, like. So, uh... <laughs> Get what you deserve. I was like, I, they yeah. played that song. I'm pretty sure they played that That's song. That's one of my favorite parts. Where it, on the elevator. Games. Oh, yeah. No, it's very cool. But I think they played that song in, like, basketball games. Thunder like supports at... pedophiles. <laughs> Support, supports pedophiles. They play it in every game. <laughs> I I don't, it, I'm not going to stand for it. They played it a lot of games, though. And I'm like, no. does he get royalties off all these college basketball games? Hopefully not. Playing this what a piece song? of shit. I don't know. No, it is a piece <laughs> of shit. But I, I don't but know. It sounds awesome. The you song can't... was awesome. Maybe he was a piece of shit in the 70s and 80s, but yeah. he's in prison for it, right? I, so. I still think people shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. you should. Have you seen the Dave Chappelle stand-up on it, too? Dude, That counts so as entertainment. That's funny. in the realm for, like, the show is, if we wanted to cover it. But that uh, is so funny. Yeah. No, that, his, his stand-up is very funny, but it's very controversial. Yeah. When you're watching it, you're like, oh, my God, I it's, don't know if I should be laughing right now. I thought it was pretty hilarious. controversial. It's very funny. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. But you feel bad about yourself a little bit laughing at yeah. it. It's a joke, though. It like, is. No, I know. That's what you have to tell you yourself, know, too. To you, even. That's what I did. I was like, it's <laughs> only like, a joke. I'm like, am, I, am I terrible for laughing at it? It's like, no, no. I know that. I know what I think on that opinion. I just think his his joke is funny. But I'm right. not I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. Like, yeah, you just yeah, hear yeah. over and over to yourself. So you're like, I'm, I'm just, it's funny. Yeah. Um, any more showmas to talk about? Uh, no, no. I, I think that's all for me. Um, this might be... You said that in a very innocent way. I think that's all for me. We will get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, very shortly. We'll probably talk... We can just talk about it next episode. It's yeah. good. Leo's going to be nominated. Brad Pitt's going to be nominated. QT's going to be nominated. It's going to be nominated for Best Writing Original Screenplay. Which, I, again, Oscars don't mean, like, everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because like some really shitty movies have won Best Picture. Like a ton of movies that have won Best Picture I have not seen, I do not care about. Um, so, you know, just because something wins Best Picture, someone wins Best Actor, doesn't mean that was the best movie or the best performance of yeah. that year. Yeah. Again, though, I, I like the kind of the politics of it. That's kind of <laughs> what draws me. Um, shout out to Josh Wright, valued listener, so I'll give him a shout out. Um, shout out to the Schooner Pod. That is all for that show, Miss Baby. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about some saucy stuff. Yeah. Di- dive into the sauce with us, baby. Yeah. Get a review for El Camino going. Yeah, baby. Watch El Camino, October 11th, Friday. Boomer Sooner. Everyone be safe in Dallas. Bye.